Yes, guys, we are back again. Got Lamin in the building. So, Counterattack Podcast with myself, Dax. No Spence, but Lamin. Lamin is here. So, today we've got, um, in fact, first, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. And um, yeah, wherever you're watching, keep you know commenting, keep liking, like I say, keep sharing it. Um, we've got another guest for you today. We have... Um, does he still play for Scotland? I don't even know if he still plays for Scotland. But you know, former Liverpool Blackpool man, currently at Reading. He's been at Stoke. We've got Charlie Adam, so the guy with the wand of a left foot. So Legend. let me just get him in, and then we'll be good to go. You ready, now? Hi, Char. Hi. You all right? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, man. How you doing, man? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, nah, we, um, it's good. Not close to starting again, which is good, you know. It's been a long uh, three months or so, so mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, w- would you say this has been like your, apart from like, any injury layoffs, this is probably like your longest bit away from football? Um, yeah, well, 12 weeks is a long time. We, you know, the longest I think I've had is seven or eight weeks pre-summer um, holidays. But this mm. is like, like a long time away from the game. But yeah. to be fair, I've I probably trained, I've trained as hard as I would if it was um, like a pre-season. I've sort of used it as a mini pre-season mentally and physically as well to, to try and get a little bit fitter and things like that. So it was, um, yeah, I used it in a different way than, than an actual lockdown. Do you know what I mean? So it was good yeah. that way. And it was good for me to spend you know, a few weeks at home as well because obviously my kids and wife and that live in the north and I'm in London, you know, yeah. four days a week on my own. So mm. it was good to, because it's the first time I've been away from home really in my whole career and um, okay. it was good to spend time there. So like, it's, it is what it is and we, we're we back hopefully rolling now, you know. Yeah, how's, how's that How's that transition for you in regards to being away from home? Because if it's the first time it's happening and you're at the back end of your career, Normally, that normally happens when you're a lot younger. What's that been like for you? It's been tough because I got, you know, I've got three young kids, but one lives in Scotland, so you know he doesn't live regular with us. But I've got a six and a three-year-old, and mm. you know, it's, um, for them, it's a big change because I'm not there. You know, not even when I was at Stoke, I still lived in Blackpool, but I was travelling every day to Stoke. Mm. Um, this is just a big, this is a big difference. You know, I'm, I'm away four days a week, really, and um, it's been tough. But um, you know. Where um, football is your job, and you know we felt it was right to keep kids at school, and and, and that's how we've adapted to it. But um, no, it's been it's been okay so far, and hopefully we can you know keep that for the next next nine games, and we'll see what happens next season. I mean, I've I've got to say though, like you are on some some training like regime, but you look really trim right now. No, to be fair, I, like I said, I worked hard and looked after myself, but. A lot of people think that this is me. This is, a, this is this is me normally. This is me. Like I've no, I've not lost any weight. It's just people think because of how I look on a pitch in my running style, I look heavy and I look, mm. I look unfit. But if you look at the stats and you know what I produce in the games or in training, you know, you just, I'll, I'll be in the top five players every day, and 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 even our stats for the games will be in the top five. It's just. Probably on the eye, I don't look fit and I don't, you know, because sharp, because I've, I've got, you know, from the waist in, I look quite heavy and big. Mm. Um, but that, listen, that, I, I've had a good career at it and um, I seem to have done all right, you know. Yeah. Would you say that's something that's um, not, not plagued you, but something that you've heard quite a bit then? Oh, yeah. I hear it a lot. <laughs> people, people say to me, like, you know, he's slow and, you know, I'm not sure if he's fit enough. And, but... Listen, you know, if you want to look at the stats and you want to look at the, the numbers that are produced in training in the games, then it, they're actually they're actually quite good. So it's um, no. Sometimes you just got to ignore what you see in the eye, and sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper. But yeah. it, uh, and it is what it is, and you know, I've done okay in the, in the game um, so far. So hopefully, that can, can continue. Yeah. So you know, you're back from lockdown. Um, you're back in training. Saturday is when you guys are, are back. How are you feeling? No, I'm excited um, because uh, obviously Stoke, it's, um, it's a big game for us. Mm. Um, you know, they're four points behind us where 
Um, eight points off the re- away from the relegation zone, but we're nine across the playoffs. So if we can start well and we can get a good win, then you never know what could happen. Um, but obviously, when you face your old club, it's obviously going to be difficult. Um, you know, they got good players. Um, I still believe that they've lost the best player in Joe Allen. Um, oh, okay. so, yeah. You know that, that 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 that's something that could be a boost for us. But um, you know, we're uh, we got to concentrate ourselves, and if we can. Uh, if we can apply ourselves right and we, we've got the right attitude and the right mentality, now we're causing problems. Yeah. Is playoffs still in you guys' mind? Absolutely. Because, because I've been there before and I keep saying to the lads, you know, it's not over until it's impossible. You know, you, could, you can go on a run of winning four or five in a row and everybody else is struggling. There is a lot of teams in between us and the playoffs, mm. but... You know, if you win a few games, you never in this league anyway. You don't know what could happen, and um, we just got to be on. We just got to be mentally right. We got to be focused, um, and hopefully, you know, we've got some quality players in our team that can hurt hurt teams. So hopefully, on the the next nine games, they can produce and we can we can get higher up the league. Yeah. What What would you say it is for you? Like, what's it like playing against like your old club? Like, are you going there with mixed emotions, or is it just you know what? I enjoyed my time there. It is what it is now. It's time no, to play football. We've, we've, already, we've already played at Stoke and it was mm-hmm. tough, but, you know, I, I want to win. You know, I, like I had seven years there, but I want to win. I want to, I want to win the next game. It's no, you know, it's nothing against them. It's the next opponent and that's how I feel. And that's the same Saturday. You know, three points is important for Red and um, that's all that matters. You know, what's gone is past now and, um, you know, listen, I lo- love my time there. Good supporters, good owners and, and good staff, but no, there's, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting a win, hopefully, and, um, you know, pushing us up the table and, and, and seeing what where it takes us. Yeah. For you, Charlie, I, just a quick one. Oh. Can I, let me just jump in quickly. So, Charlie, obviously, you mentioned about coming back, obviously, from lockdown, etc. Does it yeah. feel like it would feel if you were sort of, like, you know, when you just come back from pre-season, is this how you feel now? Do you feel like you're fresh? Do you feel like you're kind of, like, different? Or yeah, because you know, the season's not done, is it? You know, no, the season's not done. But I think it, this is different from than than a than a summer holiday because we had to try and stay a little bit. We had to stay fitter than probably we would have in a summer holiday because we we always expected a return date. So it was mm. never ever thought that we were going to just go and have five or six weeks doing nothing and then come and have two weeks. But we were always trying to stay a little bit fit, hoping that we'd get a date. And then we got about I think we're about four or five weeks in. And then mm. the manager said, listen, have 10 days, two weeks off. Then we got two weeks off. And then the lads, then we had to start back doing our own thing for the next two weeks. And then we've been back training now, three weeks, four weeks now. So it's, um, it's been good. Um, you know, and, you know, we're ready. We're ready to go. And hopefully that's, um, we, we start sharp and we can get a win. Yeah. Um, what's, what's been the whole situation like for you? Because this is your final season, right? Well, not, not final season, but this is... You signed on for one year, so your yeah, contract. contract. Yeah, yeah. What's it been like? Was it a no-brainer to continue to play? Because we've seen a couple of players come out and say, "No, I don't want to play." Blah blah blah. But was it a no-brainer for you to just well, come out and play? Let, 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 let me put my individual my individual thing on the table. For me, I'm 34 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, my career is. You know, it is coming to the end. It's, you know, I've got two, three years left, whatever. I might play to longer. But the lads that have come out and said they don't want to play, if you look at the, for instance, the name named Lyle Taylor, he's 30 years of age. He's at a contract. He's going to get a big move to club because he's done well at Charlton. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser's just come out saying he doesn't want to play. He's at a contract at 26, 27, probably going to go to, I you would probably say, one of, one of the top, you know, the top clubs in England mm-hmm. from Bournemouth. So I see their point of view. So, but my point is, I'm 34, love playing the game, keen to play. You know, I feel safe, and that's the important bit. And um, you know, I just, I just think that, you know, why, why would I not want to take that that risk? Yeah, injury is part of life, but you know, I could walk down the stairs tomorrow and yeah, go over my ankle, go over my ankle, or or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And that might end my career. It's just. Yeah. It's just how it is, and um, yeah. you know, every every individual case is different, and we see it all different. But my mentality is: no, I've got a contract here. I want to play. I want to go and finish the season well, and and see where it takes me for next season because I want to keep playing football. Yeah, great answer, buddy. Great answer there. <laughs> but um, yeah. 
No, it's just like you said, it's just everybody's different. Um and they're getting advised differently. But like you said, I'm I'm thirty four. It's it's about playing as many games as you can now. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's um it's not about you know, I've got nothing lined up for next season. These lads I've got probably something lined up for next season. So yeah. it's easier for it's easier for them to say, Well, I'm not gonna play and you know, they might be better contracts or whatever so it's a bigger risk for them than it is for me and that's what I was trying to say you know yeah no 100% um, and I, I totally I totally agree with you that it's, it's on an individual basis and you've you just got to take it each case as, as, it, as it comes but um, uh-huh. you mentioned that you haven't got anything like for next season does that play on your mind as a player where you haven't got anything lined up for next season or is it something that you just push to the back of your mind and just deal with it you know deal with it then I just my thing is, and I had this situation at the start of the season, you know, I feel that my, my CV is good enough for, 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 it's there to be seen. Um, I put it to the back of my mind, I've got nine games to go, and what will happen next season will happen. Um, you know, I'm sure that there is clubs out there that will be needing a little bit of experience and, and want somebody, so, you know, it's, um, I'm there to, to get, I just wait and see what happens and what will pop up and, and if it's right for everybody, the family, the, the club that they want me to go, or or maybe even Reading again, then then it's um it's a no brainer. It's um, it's about keep playing and enjoying it because you're a long time retired, as you could see with you know speaking yeah. to people like yearly and that. Once it's gone, you can never get it back. So you've got to try and keep playing as long as you can, you know. Yeah, and that how how do you adjust in your mind to you know you're at that point in your career where your role within the team might change. How do you, yeah. as a player, adjust to that? Because, you know, if we go back to Blackpool, let's say, you're playing week in, week out. Stoke, you're playing week in, week out. Mm. Uh, you come now at, at this point and your role, you, you know, it will change. You, you might become more of a squad player. How do you adjust? Yeah. How do you adjust to with that? Well, I mentally, I understand how it is and that's by talking to the manager and, and, and going but. You know, I still have the attitude and the dedication to that. I'm, I still believe in myself. I'm the best player at Reading. That's how I feel. That you know, and I still believe. I still, I still believe I should be playing every week. What the manager makes that choice that you know, maybe you know, maybe see something else. Um, but you know, you respect the decision of what a manager does. But what you, what I do is I always, if I'm not playing, I always try and do a little bit extra than what I would do in, in training. Keep my keep my levels because when I do get an opportunity to come back in, I'm fit, I'm sharp, uh, I'm ready to go. You know, it's no no case. I've not played for four weeks, and you know, I've just done the same training as everybody else. Yeah. So instead of doing that a little bit, I might just on a Tuesday or a Thursday do the, an extra few runs that that, that just keeps top the fitness up and, and keeps going. And and it, and it seems to have worked over the last few few years. And um, not something that I've done, but. My mentality is that I still think I'm as um, I'm the best player there, and I I think you know I should be playing every week. But the manager makes that decision, um, and and that's how I've always been. Just yeah, no. just on that one, Charlie. Yeah, just 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 on that one. So obviously that's something that you do. Yeah. yeah? And obviously you're around, um, you know, obviously younger players and this, that, and the other. Yeah. yeah. Do you see that younger players take that proactive step as well? Like, because obviously only only what eleven players can play, and then obviously what three three subs or whatever it might be. So. Do you see that younger players are equally kind of? I, I see some, I see some, but I see others that are just happy to coast in and then go in the car and go home, and they think that the the world owes them something instead of going and grabbing it, you know, by the scruff of the neck and and, and making it hard for everybody. But you got younger lads who who are dedicated. They want to be they want to be better than what they are, and they want to improve. Um, but that's just the mentality of the players. I think the mentality of the players nowadays, I think they're soft. They're softer than what they are, that they used to be when coming up. And um, I, I believe that that comes from the senior players. I think the senior players should be more demanding on on the younger players. No, just because it's not a, a bullying tactic. It's no, it's, it's when the, the younger players sit down and realise what, senior players are trying to do it. they're trying to help them and, and trying to progress them and mm. you know make them better um because they've, they've we've seen it all you know i've got 16 17 years of experience and you've got 18 19 year old kids that you know never ask you a question like why would you know ask senior players a question or yeah. you know what, what what do you think of this and what do you think of that or what should i work on or 
I just think it's there's a mentality of you know how quick can they get off the pitch? How can how can they go and get on the games, Xboxes, and all that? And it's just I think the players are different nowadays. But you know, hopefully the the penny will drop one day for them, and and they realise that the good senior players are there to help them, and 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 you know the standard that they should set for themselves should be you know looking right. at. Yeah. yeah, good look, good senior players. Good. If you get the right senior players, they'll set the standard for your club. And that's what I try to do at Reading. I try and set the standard if I can every day, if it's in a passing drill or if it's in a, a possession. It's, um, you know, I see the levels you go down, you, the, 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 te- the amount of times that they turn the ball over is, is incredible. But it's no, it's, there's no reaction to when you lose it. It's just a... Oh, it's all right. It might come back, in, but instead of in the Premier League, you look at the best teams: your Man City, your Liverpool's, Bayern mm. Munich, they Real Madrid. They go straight after it, and that's why they're the best players because all of a sudden, within five seconds, they've got the ball back, mm. and that's that's why I think so. It's um, I I still believe that top senior players can can do a lot more for for these players as well. And it's it's so interesting that like you said that because this, you know, this has been a conversation um, on this podcast quite quite a bit. You know, you know the, the the mentality, and you know between the older players and the younger players. And do you think that comes down to, like you said, the senior players? Only, but the fact that there's also just a lot more distractions for them, and, it, and maybe they get given it, they get given a lot way too soon. Oh, absolutely! Like you know, you're looking now these younger players. The first thing you do is when they get in from training, check the phone, Instagram, Twitter, Snap, Snap, Snapchat. You know all these things and that's just that's the world we're living in at the moment and that's the that is it and i always say to our younger kids at 18 19 that are training that are under 18s or train with themselves just come and watch the first team train mm-hmm. don't be don't be embarrassed don't be don't be shy it's not a, you know you're not trying to come and watch how this the top players come in they train every day they're at it every day and, and learn from them and that's what i tried to say it's no it's not an embarrassment you shouldn't be embarrassed being able to ask questions i just mm-hmm. think that the easy option for these young kids nowadays is just to to get in the car and you know go and play on the computer box and whatever. But no, listen, I'm not mocking it. There is times where you have mm. to do it, but you know, I just think you know why 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 are these younger players not coming to the senior lads and asking them questions? And that's why that's what I always tried to do when I was younger was you know look at the best players in training. Who were they, who what what were they doing different from everybody else? And but. This is the world we're at at the moment, but um, hopefully that'll change. I was going to say, just quickly on that one, right? So what do you think has changed then? If it's meant to, if the senior players, because I've, I've heard it said a lot, and um, yeah. that the senior players set the precedent for the changing room, and that kind of filters down. And when you get younger players that come into the changing room, they instantly either have to buy into the culture, so they get where they're, I suppose, quote unquote, their places. But what, yeah. what's changed then? Do you think that maybe younger players are like less receptive to that? Or do you think maybe some of the senior players have maybe not gone and stamped their authority on it a little bit more? Or I, I, I think, I, I believe that managers now don't want senior players. I, I, no senior players. I think they're looking for younger young players. Now. Mm. You know, it's a young man's game. You know, do you want 33 year old 34 year old in your dressing room or can you have a 27 28 year old it's I just think right. if you get the right senior players there I just that's what I think I think there's not enough managers you know you should have a core of senior players where you can get the right ones and you can be an influence in your dressing room even when they're not playing um, mm. so it's, it's it is important but you know these um, these young lads are you know they're good players nowadays they, they, you know they, they are good players but if they if they really want to make it, you know, there's uh, there's free advice out there. You know, if you want to yeah. see, and it's it's it, you can't you can't buy it really. You know, so hopefully it'll turn. But um, now we'll see see how it goes. Are you planning on going into, into coaching one day? No, I'm de- I'm desperate to get in. I love it. I love to coach. I love to try and get because I'm done here once a, uh, on my own. I try to try to get a game at least once a week. If it's probably maybe a Wickham or. You know, somewhere local. I'll try and get a game once a week, go and watching something live um, to get out and watch watch the games. I watch the games on the telly, but coaching something I'm interested in. Mm. You know, I'm re- reading about reading books at the moment a bit, and you know, the the, the, the top managers Ancelotti, Klopp, you know, Pep, and Fer- Alec Ferguson. People are and taking quotes for them and, and taking things and what they want. Um, and like you say, I'm I'm one for asking questions. I've always done it on my career and speaking to managers that I played with and, you know, just asking advice and, you know, 
different things, and that's 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 what I think that you know that it's there to be used, the knowledge and, and taken on board. So yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to doing. Hopefully, when I when I do finish and and, and see where it goes, you know. Yeah, for, for you as a player, what's what's your favourite type of manager? Because you've played under some really known and good managers. So you what Pulis, Hughes, um, what's the other one I'm thinking? Pulis, Hughes, Dalglish, Holloway. Holloway. So, like, what's what's your management style that you prefer? Well, I I like discipline. I like you know, if it's eleven o'clock start, it's a it's a you got to be on the pitch at five two. You know, I like to be early. I like to be you know programmed. But it's about laughing and joking, having a training and the smile and having a freedom to go and enjoy. But express yourself. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Mm. Just don't make the same mistake two three times in the game. Yeah. It's uh, you know, like for instance, if you if you look at these younger players now, a Grealish who can get on the ball and go and have a freedom to go and play and express himself, it's you know Zaha. People say Zaha's frustrating, but I love watching him. I think he plays with a smile on his face. He enjoys it. He does his tricks now. But the biggest thing is he will work hard for the team as well. And and they're, they're the type you know that's the type of way I want to play. Fast fast flow manager that wants to be on the front foot, but also. Allows you to go and express yourselves and, and do what you felt and play to your, your your best capabilities, you know. Yeah, no, that's I could definitely hearing you talk. I can I can definitely see the the coaching you. That's 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 what I thought I'd ask. Yeah, you know? I, I yeah no, it's it's um it's something I'm passionate about. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and you know, there is no better buzz than a Saturday. And um, mm. you know, once that game's gone, once you retire, like you said, you can't get it back. So the second best thing will be either management or. A, or a coach, so mm. you obviously want to play the game, and, and that's what I'd want today. But um, no, it's it's still a few years off. I feel good, and hopefully, then um, you can get a few few results uh, before that. Yeah. Okay. So um, you know, you, you mentioned that you're, you're feeling good, and you still got a good couple of years in you. Very quickly, um, I saw that there was talk. I don't know where the talk came from or anything, but you know, you obviously started off your career at Rangers. Would that yeah. be something? Would that be something that you would actually, you know, look to? Look to do finish your career at Rangers as well. Uh, listen, if if that I, I said before, I'm planning it. Like you know, at my age, it's probably not going to happen. But you can never turn it down. You know, it's um, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Um, you know, it's it's an incredible club, um, and yeah, it's, it'd be hard to turn down. So that's that's what what I am, and it um, let's say it's a dream that. Listen, I started there and. To, you know, if I, if there was an opportunity to finish here, it would be amazing. But I, I, I don't think that would happen. But let's see, football is football. It's a strange thing. Yeah, and um, I was just thinking because obviously you've played with Gerard and he's now manager there. So you know, so some people might look at it and just think it's probably as easy as just putting in a phone call, like Steve, sign up, <laughs> get the yeah, together. Yeah, well, call him up. I wish, it, I, I, I wish it was that easy. If it was that easy, I'd be on the phone to him every day. But um, no, listen, they, 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 they've obviously got the players that they want to get, and they. They need a direction to go and younger players and um, listen, it's going to be big. Experience, Chuck. Is that what you think? Yeah, I think, I so, think yeah. I think the same. But um, no, it's um, it's one of them. Listen, they um, they come so close, but um, you know, obviously, the way the season finished for them this year was was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and they got a big one next year. They need to stop ten in a row. The pressure's on them, and um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Um... In, in regards to um, Rangers and Celtic and the battle that, that, that goes up and, and down with them, what do you think, um, as just as a fan, as a, as a spectator, um, Rangers yeah. need going into next season? Because you can see that Stevie has come and he's bridged the gap already. That's that's a given. Like, what what, yeah. what do you think they need more? They need consistency. Mm. You know, they need to they need to find a level of consistency. When you're at Rangers, you need to win every week. At Celtic's the same. You have to win. They've got that. Celtic have got that used to winning games at the squad. You know, over the last six, seven years, Celtic squad's not really changed. Rangers squad's changed a lot in a few years under, you know, Cascini brought a lot of players in. Then obviously Stavies brought the players in and there's been a, a turnover of players, really. They just need a consistent basis and if they can get that, they'll get the players on the pitch um, consistent and they'll have a right good chance. Um, do you know one or two quality players will add to that, and and if they can, then they'll, they'll be um, they'll be a force next season. It's um, it will be tough. Celtic are a, are a great team; they've got momentum. But you know, it's um, when you're at Rangers, you've got to handle that pressure, and um, it's up to the lads now to try and handle that pressure and, and go and get the consistency that they can find. Because 
they've done it in Europe. They've beat some big teams in Europe as well. So if they can transform mm. that into the Premier League, then it'll be great. Yeah. Looking at, um, at Rangers, for me, I love Arriba. I think Arriba is, is, is so good for them, man. And like, you, as, yeah. a, as, as a fan, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on him as a player? He's a good player. He's, um, he's a ball carrier, and he? Can, he mm. can hurt you as well with a pass. He's a good player. Seen him a couple of times, Charlton. Thought he was really good. And like you say, he started off really well at Rangers. And mm. then the inconsistency started to creep in a little bit. And that was everybody, really, after the, the New Year, Christmas time. So if they can get that performance from from August or September when league starts right through the season you know, the gap will be definitely closer than, than what it is you know yeah um, one second I think my phones are playing up I need to take these out yeah yeah, yeah. one second we've, we've still got you dabs don't worry you can still hear me yeah 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 okay cool yeah I think my phones are, are playing up um, yeah so also on, on that Rangers um, the old firm what is that like because it just looks uh, so crazy. Nah, it's, it's, for me, it's the best game. Like, the atmosphere is incredible. Uh, you know, Celtic Park and I, the, you know, the, it's, it's, it's hard to, when you say, like, say, five yards, five metres away from each other, it's hard to even hear your teammates. Mm. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great game, the atmosphere. There's no better feeling. The biggest thing about when you go to Celtic Park, there's probably around, I'd say, a thousand people there when you get off the bus, probably even more. But when you win, you'd be lucky if there's 20 there. Do you know, like, there's nobody there after the game inside. So it's brilliant, you know, it's one of them. And, uh, but they say, if, you, if they beat you, they're all hanging there and they're giving you a bit. But listen, that's part of the game. And it's, um, it's a wonderful game. And I'm fortunate enough, I've played in a few, a few of them. And um, we won a few, but we lost a couple as well. So no, they're, um, they're great games. And let's say they're, they're two big clubs. You know, um, it's, they are, they're worldwide brands. And um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a shame what's happened to Scottish football, but hopefully they can pick up in the next, you know, year or so and, and get back to the levels that they can. Yeah. If you had to pick atmospheres between the old firm and the Merseyside derby. No, the old firm. <laughs> you said that with ease. You said that with ease, mate. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, 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 the game, the, the Merseyside derby is a great game and the atmosphere is good, but there's so much to the old firm game outside of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the religious thing and everything it builds up and the whole thing the whole week before it's it's all they talk about is Rangers and Celtic and um, it's, uh, it's it's the atmosphere doesn't compare you know sixty thousand um, you know at Celtic Park fifty fifty odd at uh, Ibrox it's it's a quality game you know it's um, I'm like I said fortunate enough I played in a couple yeah one, one that's easy fun. to get out for yeah uh, what's that one that's easy to get out for. You don't need many motivations for, for that because um, if you win, it's, it's the best week after it. If you lose, it's a, it's a tough week, do you know what I mean? Because the, the, both sides are giving you a bit, a bit of stick. So it's, um, now when you definitely, when you win, it's great. And um, no, they're, uh, it makes it a little bit easier the week after. So it's, um, no, they're, they're amazing games. And you know, if you, anybody gets an opportunity to go and sample it, you've got to take it because the atmosphere is incredible. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned Liverpool. Um, and obviously, you played at Liverpool, which is another massive club. Did that move come as a surprise to you? Well, yeah. I, I, um, yeah listen, Liverpool's a, a great club, and it's a it's a, it's a club. It's a, it's a global club. And, and when I was at Blackpool, yeah, it was a massive surprise when they come in for me. Um, but you know, I'm very honoured and, and appreciative that I got the opportunity to wear the Liverpool jersey. Um, I, I, I'm a part of a select few that's actually done that. Not many players get the opportunity. And um, yeah, I think I played about 35, 36 games for Liverpool over the, the season and um, yeah, felt done okay. And, um, you know, when a new manager comes in, there's obviously the needs movement for, for other players to come in. And unfortunately, the, I, I choose to, to move to Stoke and, and wanted to play regular, more, more regular games. Yeah, I, I, was, I was wondering why you decided to, to move on after a year. Was it literally just because of a new manager? Did he come in and just say, you know what? <laughs> He 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 come in and he come in and told me that Liverpool needed the money that they had, they had to sell me, which I knew that in the back of my mind that was he's probably it's not true. But listen, he wanted he wanted to change and he wanted to bring other players in, which he did. Um, and and that's football, you know what I mean? I just made the decision. I listen. I could have sat there and and picked up my money and sat there and not 
contributed if he felt I wasn't going to play and just sat in the stand. But I just made a decision that I had to had to go and play, and and I done that and I made the move, and you know it was a it was a, it was a move in the end that I, I really enjoyed. So it was a great club for me and my family, and um, had seven wonderful years there, and let's say good people. Um, just unfortunate we got relegated, and um, yeah, it was sad the way it ended, really. How does that conversation work, Charlie? Like when a, when a manager pulls you and says, "Look, you know, potentially we're going to have to we're, we're 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 looking at offers for you." How does that how, how does that work in that in that sort of moment when you're just sat there? It was just it was strange because I had um, I played in the Europa League for Cel for, for, Cel for Celtic Liverpool against Hearts. Careful. <laughs> and, and yeah, I know, and. Um, and then I got told, they pulled me in the next day saying, listen, you're not going to play much. You know, the, there's, been a, there's been a bit of, you know, stock of offered some money for you. We've accepted the bid. Um, and, you know, we, we need to sell you because we need the money. And, and listen, it was a, looking back, you know, I just felt that it was probably, it wasn't the right for, for me. Um, but I made the decision a footballing decision that I had to play and I wanted to go and play and I'd done that and mm. at the time it was um, it was right but probably in hindsight could you have sat there for another year and you never know what could have happened possibly yeah, yeah but football was more important getting out on the pitch on a Saturday and playing and and um, I'd done that and uh, you know I, I couldn't change it it was um, it was a good decision because Stokes uh, you know it's a great club you, you played with some top some good players at, at Liverpool even within that, that year so, and when you look at someone like a Jordan Henderson, could you yeah. tell? Could you tell just by you know playing with him that he was going to go on to become Liverpool captain? Well, I seen when I, when I seen him, I had he had a mental um, strength of you know he wanted to he was going to improve. He was listen, he was nineteen I think when he signed for Liverpool. Um, or he was he was relatively a little bit. I think he was nineteen twenty or something like that. And he um, he just. Like you say, by this time, and he was he was one as well. They tried to get rid of, you know, they're trying to do a swap deal for him and Clint Dempsey from for Jordan to go to Fulham. Oh wow, didn't know that. And, and yeah, yeah, that was the last day of the window. And Jordan said, "No, nah, I'm not going." He says, uh, "You know, I've come from Sunderland. You know, similar situation." You say, "I'm not going there because I don't want to, and I work so hard to get to Liverpool. I want to stay." And then all of a sudden, the penny drops for him, and he. Um, he plays a few games and then look at him now. You know, he's going to Champions League winner. England, you know, played for England, captain England, captain's Liverpool, and he's going to win the Premier League. So life can change and it's just right time, right place. But um, no, he's a, he's a great guy and, you know, I'm, I'm delighted for him that he's um, he's going to win that Premier League because, let's say, he's a nice guy, nice family as well. His father, um, you know, when I... Um, he got on really well my, my, my dad when, when he used to come to the games and that. So it was, uh, it's great to see. And um, it's just, it is what football is, you know. It's a, it's a matter of opinions and, and, and sticking to your beliefs, you know. Yeah. And, and with, um, you obviously also played, I'm just going to mention another two players, um, Luis Suarez. Because not often yeah. you know, we, get, we get someone who's played with, you know, someone like, like Luis Suarez. Um, what was yeah. he like? Was he just, because obviously it was, it was in the first year or two where you played with him. And then he obviously kicked on a lot more. Yeah. So he came in the January before I signed in the summer. And then I had one season with him. Um, just sheer mental strength of, you know, wanting to be the best player, hungry, um, was nasty and like, you know, would look after himself. And him and Carragher would have a set two together. We'd kick lumps at each other, but on a respectful way. And he just wanted to be the best player. He would just, you know, you knew he was a good player, but obviously when I left, he just took his game to a different level. Um, he just, you know, all of a sudden become one of the best number nines in the world. And I still believe he is one of the best number nines in the world. Um, yeah. Doing that job, how he does it at Barcelona is incredible. And um, listen, his goal scoring record at Barcelona speaks for itself, but phenomenal player. And also a great guy as well. Like, you know, he was never... Loved to, liked to have a laugh and a joke with everybody. Liked to be involved in the games. Um, so no, he was he was great, and um, you know it's great to see him do so well, and you know top player and great guy. What about what about Raheem Sterling? Could you see him going on to, you know, because again he was very very young when you were there. But yeah, right. The thing about Raheem was when Raheem was really young and was very slight, quite 
he was really quick. He was quick. Um, a good player. He was 16, 17 when I was there. Um, not the biggest, as in physically. Um, but, you know, then going, going on comparisons, if you look at how Jordan Ives built, got all the talent, um, and how different and, and, and how different the careers have gone. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Raheem has just gone boom. And Jordan's just like, he's had a few issues off the pitch and, you know, you know things like that. And I hope that, because he's a great kid, Jordan and I, he, um, I just hope he can sort his, his mind and, and get his game back because he, he can be an asset to any club. Um, but like you say, Raheem just, listen, we, I knew he was a talent, but then he just flourished. Um, that, I, you know, I remember everybody saying, oh, Man City paying 50 million for this young kid. What are they doing? It's a waste of money. And if you look at it, you know, if they can get 10 years for 50 million, it's 5 million quid a season. What a steal it is. Great, because it's great business. Phenomenal. It's great business. He's paid that 50 million back, no problems. You know what I mean? But he's just took his game to a different level on and off the pitch and how he's the marketing side of himself and how his team have looked after him. And, and now he's producing on the pitch. And, um, you know, I still believe he's, he, can, he can go to a different level again. I still believe that he's... He can be as the top players in the world, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely think he can be. But um, when you're at Liverpool, and it's, you were there during the time of Dalglish and Stephen Stephen Gerrard, like, is there yeah, a sense yeah. of is there a sense of like they almost just not run the club, but the influence on the club is so massive? Do you, do you feel that when you're there? Oh, you feel the influence of the club because you know the supporters and you know going abroad. You know, it's all about Stephen Gerrard, it's all about Kenneth Leach. Liverpool's a massive club. But they don't they don't walk around as if like they own the club or that. They're just humble people. They respect it, uh, you know, they it's not their fault they were, they were good they're good players and they you know, so people love them. They just got on their daily basis, you know, it's um you know, speaking to them in the dressing room would be like speaking to my to my mate. It's just a conversation that you have. You don't see any difference, there's no arrogance, there's just a calm mental strength that they know they're, they're the good players they want to be the best players um, and, and that's what the best players do you know they've just got that mentality that they, they're on it every day and they just, just don't drop standards from the, the top level and they're um, no, it's amazing to, to be around them you know Would you say that's, that's what it fun, fun. No, I was just going to say you mentioned like mentality and mental strength yeah. of a few of these players right would you say that that's like one of the most important things in terms of being able to not just be a professional football player, but also be able to play at that level. Like you mentioned it with obviously Jordan Henderson, you mentioned it with Stevie, with Raheem as well a little bit. I mean, is there is that sort of like what you think is like the key ingredient? Then? Absolutely, absolutely. You need to be mentally strong. You have to because when you're playing at a top club, you're going to have your critics. If you drop below that, you know, if you drop below that by one percent, there's always somebody ready to just throw the hammer at you criticise you in the press or whatever you've got to be able to mentally get used to, to swap that and even when you're having a tough time it's how you get out of that tough time how do you get through that period and because um, we all had the tough times in the career um, but it's how you get out the other side and strong character good people around you they, they, they help and um, you know your talent will shine again and that, that's how it is I was going to say that how, how does one get that mental strength because is it, is it something that you just have or is it something that you can actually develop, do you think? I think it's something you can develop. You, you, you can have it. You can... Then um, you just keep playing your own game. You keep doing the right things. You, you, you trust in your coaches or you trust in your teammates that what you're doing is the right thing and the, the process will come. And... Um, your performances will change, you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, and, and if you are having a bad time, you just go and you speak to the right people. Like you say, you speak to your manager, speak to your players, your your teammates and try and get that, them to, to understand where you're at or what you're doing and, and, and believe in that, you know, you're a good player, your talent will they'll come there, your confidence will come back. Just just keep doing what you're doing and it'll turn. And, and, you know, talking about these lads, if you look at Raheem, it's, from where he was when he first went to City to now, ah, it's night and day. And, yeah. you know, phenomenal player and, and he's a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, and on the last bit on, on, um, on Stephen Gerrard, 
Yeah. What was it about him that set him apart from everyone else? I, 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 what, what sets the best players from the, 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 the good players are the ones that can, when your team's having a tough team, they can go and pick. They, they pick a special, there's a special moment in the game that they could change the game for you in, a, in the blink of an eye. And he can do that. He's got the aura. He can ping a pass that, that may set up a goal. He, he drives his team. He, you know, uh, a shot, uh, an assist or something. It could just change the game. And that's what I think the personality of these players have got. Do you know what I mean? And that's the aura that they have. That When your team's having a tough team, they drag it. They get the, the, the game with a scruff of the neck and they go and the, the top players can win you the game. And that's, that, that's what that separates the top players, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you've you've now left um, Liverpool. You've gone on to Stoke, and um, yeah. how has how has it changed your life, especially like since finding out that, that you're parched? Mm? How has it changed your life, especially since finding out that you're parched? Oh, it's not changed my life. Man. No, <laughs> oh, it does. This gets me. Loads. People just keep asking me questions about it, but. Um... Yeah, no, it was um, it was a surprising one for Crouchy, but um, listen, it's a uh, it's a bit of fun. It's one of the lads, you know. It's a, it's like saying about asking questions. Mm. <laughs> you know, you probably you don't you don't seem to know that you're doing it, and you know because I was I'm so in, involved in the game, I, I want to know about the coaching. It's just it's a habit that you ask questions, and and obviously the lads thought it was a laugh and a joke, and then all of a sudden it turned up, end up in his podcast and. And I'm the one, so it's um, nah. Listen, it's it's great fun banter around the lads, and nah, I'm I'm always up for a laugh and a joke, and nah, I took it I took it well, I think. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, what was he like um, as a as a player? Was he always just on banter? Crouch. Who? Peter Crouch. Oh yeah, he'd always love a laugh and a joke, and mm. he's one of them. But he he, he did. I, I believe he never got the recognition for. Mm. His technical ability, he's better than yeah, what yeah. a lot of people You know, some of the goals he scored, um, mm. you know, size 14 feet. And, he, you know, to c- control and his, 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 you know what I mean? He was technically very, very good. So, no, it was, um, he was great to play with. Yeah. Because me and him, we had a little bit of an understanding. He, you know, because of my passing range and things like that. And, you know, you can, I could find him anywhere on a, on a good diagonal or a cross or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, He's a top guy as well, and that's why I say talk about the top players. You know, they're they're down to earth. They enjoy your your company and things like that. And I was playing golf with him the other week, so you know, and um, still the same. Want to laugh and a joke, and loves taking the mickey as well. So now he's a great guy, and and let's say seeing he's um, making a TV career now. He's um, he's going well. Yeah, and um, you mentioned that you could you know find him you know with a diagonal or or whatnot like. Your technical ability is what everyone like, knows you for. How much yeah. work, like, would you, would you say it's, it's a natural thing to you or would you highlight just how much work went into you developing your, your tech? No, listen, there is aspects of it. It's just, it is natural ability that I can pass it and I can, you know, my passing ability or, or things like that. But I worked hard, you know, younger and still do now, try and do a little bit every day after training, just, you know, a little bit of passing or shooting or things like that, just to, to keep it going. Um, and, you know, you can never never get bored of, of doing a little bit extra after every session. And, um, yeah, just, just something I've always been able to do. And, you know, when you've got somebody like Crouchy in there, it's, it's good in the air and can score goals, you know. It's, um, you know, when you can stick it in the box from, from, from many positions, it's, it's always great to have, you know. Yeah. And when you when you scored like against Chelsea, let's say that's the one I'm yeah. sure I'm sure everyone always asks you about. Um, yeah. Is that something you automatically do look up to see? Because you know you got it in your locker. Is that something yeah. you look out for? Yeah, always. Um, the th- the thing is because I, I tried it a few times and it never come off. The goalkeeping coach at Stoke, um, Andy Kwai, he. Um, we always got into a thing where he like sometimes he'd say to me before the games, "Listen, just have a look at the goalkeeper." But I'd, I I did my own work. I try and look at the goalkeepers myself before if they're doing anything different, even for like you know free kicks or corners where if I could put it in a certain area, they might not want to come or anything like that. Or you know 
sometimes don't like to, to dive on his left side. He's a bit weaker that side or something like that. So I try and do my homework that way. Um, but I always knew Courtois, I've seen him at Atletico and, and how Chelsea played up from the back. He wanted to come high because the top goalkeepers do. If you look at Edison now at Man City, he's never in his box. He's always, you know, yeah. only 10, 10 yards. Yeah, he's always 10 yards behind the defence because he wants to be that option. He's the 11th player. So they've got a man extra than everybody else. So Cordsfab was like that at Chelsea. He'd always want to come out and play. And fortunate for me, you know, I, I seen him off his line and I, and I had to go and it, and it went in. Mm. Did, did you ever see when, um, I think it was, it must have been, it was Michael Owen on BT yeah, Sport. It, yeah. <laughs> Michael Owen on BT Sport and, and he was just not having it. He says, yeah, he's like, that's no skill. He said, and, and Steve McMahon remember, right, me and hey, you didn't even kick the ball that far. <laughs> <laughs> Together. Yeah. But nah, he's good because I got on well with, I got on well with Michael Owen. We obviously played at Stoke with him and I still speak to him now. He's um, he's a good guy and I just think at the time it was just a bit of tongue in cheek. But um nah, listen, it was a for me it was uh, unfortunate enough it went in. It was a it was a goal against one of the best goalkeepers in the world at the time and um mm. like you say. Um, if we're ever bored, they could always just pull it off the Sky TV and um, and show everybody if if they if they were one reminding, you know. Yeah, like, honestly, like I'm I'm a lefty as well, and and I've got I've got a decent bit of tech, and I'm not doing that. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Do, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah fair, fair, fair play. Um, Owen as um as a player, I yeah. think you had one season with him. You must have had one season with him, right? Uh, did I have one or two seasons? But I think it was only one season I had with him. Yeah, like um, obviously it was on the back end of of um, yeah. career. But what was he like as as, oh, as the, still still the one of the best finishers the the best finishers I've played with, mm. even in training like phenomenal. Never lashed at anything. Just you know, kept caressed everything. Everything was in a corner. But the problem is he's, he's hamstringed and I think he's back and he's neat, like gave up on him a little bit and he just think I think he fell out of love of the game at the end of it um, and it was difficult for him but he was a wow what a talent I can imagine in his day how good he would have been you know he was um, at times you can see now the phenomenon when he was training with us at times he was the quality he had but when he was in his peak he must have been unplayable and listen you don't win the you don't win the Ballon d'Or if you're a bad player do you so you know. Yeah. The, the, man, yeah. the man's got one of them, and there's no many that get them. So he's um, he must have been a top player in, in his day. Um, and that goal he scored against Argentina was was incredible, you know. Mm. When you were growing up, what players did you like, look up to growing mm. up? Oh, the, oh, the usual, the the best midfielders, you know, Roy Keane, obviously Stevie when he was a bit younger. Um, I love watching back in the day Gary McAllister how he played. Oh, you know, he was a great. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think who else was that. Um, would, would you say Gary McAllister because of the Scottish ties? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vieira, Petit. Uh, you know, they they were all phenomenal players. They were they were they were top players as well. You know, Makalele, um, Sedan. You know, all the all the best players in the world at the time were, is, were brilliant. Is, and is there a midfielder you've you've come up against? Or that you come against time and time again, where it's not like you don't fancy it because I'm sure you relish any, you know. No, I know where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Is there any that you come up against where you just like, you know what, it's going to be a, a, a tough match? Long afternoon. Yeah. Scott Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just doesn't stop. Yeah. Ju no, just like Scotty was just, he was a rash, like he was on you every moment, like just never gave you a piece and moments peace and people talk about like, unfortunately I've played against some of the best players in the world like Xavi, Iniesta, Gerard, Lampard, Scholes, Giggs you know I'm, I'm for, but they would allow you to play a little bit yeah uh, because they knew that you might give them a little back or that. but Scott Parker was just 100 mile an hour snapping at you aggressive very good player as well yeah good player uh, you know, so he was. I, I've always said he was as, as tough as opponent I've played against. Um, and and now nah, it was a it was it was it was tough games against him when I when I played against him. You know. Yeah, I, I think with, with Scott Parker on his day, there was a time where he was. He the, was. Um, he was unbelievable yeah. when he played for England and, and yeah. um, was it Fulham? 
Yeah, Fulham and Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle, Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. It was just Tottenham. 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 So mm. he's, he had a no bad career, did he? But um, now I would say him, he was just, he was like you say, he was always on. He was like a rash at times. And um, nice fella now, you know, obviously done a decent job at, at Fulham. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, it's, um, yeah, he was probably the toughest one, really. Yeah. Um, when you look at how football has, you know, developed over the years, like you've been in the game a long time now. Yeah. Have you, have you seen a difference in, like, a, a clear difference in tactics and the way teams shape up and and just the overall, you know, way I, the, I, game, I, the game I, is played? I, I, I believe, I think that the younger managers and that now are making it a lot harder than it actually has to be. Oh. You know, the old, school, the old school ones, just keep it simple. You know, um, just keep it right. Play with enjoyment and freedom, you know, and there's so many things going on. And I just think if you keep it simple and, and, and keep it simplified for the players, it's a lot easier. And um, But listen, there's some, some top players, some managers, I mean, coming through and everybody's different. Everybody wants to think that they, they, they have the different ideas of the game and they want to change it and they've got their own philosophies, which is great. So it's that's the way football is. You know, yeah. there's no two there's no two teams the same. Um because not everybody's got Messi and Ronaldo in their team. So that's 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 what it is. So that's what separates them two from everybody else. But it's um it's fascinating to see every different tactics and how even the top teams play against each other is great. You know what I mean? Like watching a game, Man City playing against Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool know that they have to be right on it aggressively, Man City. Yeah. But but Pep won't change. He'll still want to play from the back and allow his teams to, to, to play high and wide. And that's, it's phenomenal. It's, um, it is great to, to, to play and, and see, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say um, about people overcomplicating it because even when you look at like a Liverpool, as good as they are... I, yeah, I remember, it's not complicated. I, yeah, I remember Chris Wilder coming out and just saying they just do the basics really, really well. Very well, yeah. yeah. They defend. The best players defend. Virtual Van Dijk, he defends before he goes and plays. Then he mm. gets the opportunity to go and play. You know, you've got... Then you've got... Obviously, you've got your special talents, but then you've got people like your Hendersons, Robertsons, Trent Alexanders. The top mm. players in their own right, but they got that the other side of the game. And then you've just got, you know, Salah and Manny, who... Mm. I mean, one of the most improved players over the last two, three years. Manny, since yeah. he'd gone to Liverpool from Southampton, his numbers are incredible. And, um, you know, he's a top player. I'll tell you why I'm smiling, because on this podcast, Lamin, he loves Manny. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and, and he's been a, an advocate. We're, we're both Arsenal supporters, but he's been an advocate for Manny from the very beginning. So whenever yeah, yeah. someone talks about Manny, this, the smile just, yeah, the smile just comes... Yeah. He's quality. He's quality. He's, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's different from what there is out there. He's worth ethic. He's goal scoring record. That, you know, he scored a few goals at Southampton, but not to the level that he was scoring at Liverpool. I know he's going to get more chances, but nah, he just he took his game to another level. He's, he's top quality, and he 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 sets the tone for from the front lads to to go and yeah. press the game, and then Henderson and that are squeezing up behind them. That he's got a well drilled. They're the, they're the best team in England at the moment, and it's for everybody else next season to catch them. Yeah. yeah. Um, would Would you say that that season with Blackpool in the Premier League yeah. was the pivotal season for you in your career? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, play you play well in the Championship, you do well, but when you get to that level of the Premier League, and and I think I scored, I think I scored fourteen goals in the Premier League, mm. and I had about five or six assists. When you're going into that level and the and teams see that you can, you're capable of playing at that level, then it's um, easier for them to sign you than it is from the championship, you know. So it's um, it's fortunate for me. It was the one of the biggest clubs in the world that come for me at the time, and now I'm delighted to to sign there. Yeah, well, was that always something that you just knew that that the level you belonged was the prep, that you just knew you could do it? No. I I always believed that I was a good, I always believed I was a good player. I played I played at Rangers, um, and when I left there, I always thought that right, okay, I've had to I need to take a step back to go and play regular, which I did at Blackpool, to take two steps forward, um, and that's that's what I done. The manager there believed in me, 
Ian Holloway, he, he said from day one, I want you to get to the Premier League. I believe that your talents are good enough to get in the Premier League. I'm going to get you to the Premier League, so that's why I want to sign you. And he was true to his word, and he did. Um, it was great that we'd done the journey together as, a, as a, a manager and a coach and a group of players. And then I obviously got a good move to, to Liverpool and 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 then uh, and it changed changed my life really and it was uh, it was great to be part of it. How big an that an impact or, or how how big of an influence was Ian Holloway in you developing as a player? Yeah, as a player and a person, he was unbelievable. He um, he loved me as a player, so he gave me the responsibility. He gave he made me made me captain when obviously when Yuli wasn't playing and. I thought I thrived on that. I took, took my game to another level. And that's what I was saying about the good players. I felt that when we were no playing, everybody was looking at me as the captain, right? Okay, you're going to drag us at the hole. You're going to help us. Um, and I felt that responsibility myself. And that's what I tried to do. I tried to drag the team along, score a few goals. I think I scored 19 goals in the championship season, getting promoted um, and played my part. And that's what I felt I had to do as a captain. And, um, and that's, that's, that's as a leader. And that's what I... I wanted to do, like I said, still trying to now set the example and, and drive the team forward. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny hearing you, well, it's not funny hearing you speak about um, Ian Holloway because it's, ob- it's, it's obvious just how big of an um, impact he, he would have had. But you yeah. know, when you do read, read stuff in, in the papers where you aren't getting along because of that Liverpool move, and that, how much of that is actually true compared to what's actually happening behind closed doors? No, we, listen, we never, never got along. He, but he believed and the group of players believed that I, I should have went to Liverpool. The, mm. the club, the owner at the time, felt that in that current market, the value, was not, the, 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 the value for me was not right. They didn't, you know, for instance, if we'd stayed up, we would have got another 90 million. And Liverpool were willing to pay 10% now. Why would you lose that? You'd take, rather take the, the gamble and, and keep the player who's, mm. you know, supposedly going to be your best player and, and keep us up into the Premier League and get another 90 million and then sell for, for what, what they were offering. So, for me as a player, it was frustrating. But I always knew that he had my back and he was helping me yeah. as well. Um, he always kept saying, listen, I understand your position. Listen, I've been a player. It's a big move. But, but what to say is, when the window closes, refocus and make sure you're the best player again. Yeah. And you're still the best player from, from January to the summer. And that move will still be there. And he was right. And, um, and that's, that's good man management and having good players, good teammates around you who helped me as well get over that, um, that move that never happened. Um, so that's, I'm fortunate enough that I had that late out people around me. Yeah. Um, how much does the, the business of football end up interfering with like, on, on the pitch mats? It was life changing. So yeah, it would it would it would it would affect. But like you say, when that when that um, it never affected my performances because when the deal never happened, I, I knew that I was there for the rest of the season. And I like you said, I felt that I had the onus on the players. I had to, you know, I never went around it the right way. Probably trying to get the move. Um, but then when the, the window closed, I I then had to readapt and and change my mentality to the same player I was at the start of the season. Where I was saying. I need to I need to help these lads stay in the Premier League and hopefully, you know, I can do that. Unfortunately, we never. But uh, my performances never dipped from the, the January window to the summer. I played well. Um, and then, unfortunately, I got the, the move at the, the end of the season. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's excellent. Like, one thing that I can see from speaking to you is your mentality is just... You've got, you've got different that, that old-school mentality. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah. got old-school mentality. And, and I love to see it because... You know, I, I was brought up on, you know, your attitude towards the game is, yeah. is the biggest thing. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And how difficult is it to keep your attitude right at all times? Especially listen, in this environment. Oh, listen, in this environment, I'm not saying it's, it's tough. Like, when I'm, when I don't play, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not a happy guy. But, you know, come the game in that, I think it's the respect that you should have for your teammates and, the, the positive me- mentality and the mental attitude that you should have around your teammates to help them go and win the game is, is, is just as important, you know, when you're not playing is, you know, you should be there helping your teammate, make sure you're doing this, helping them. And, and that's what I think, you know, if the manager tells me the team on a Friday, yeah, I'm not happy, but come the Saturday, I'm, I'm not, it's not lingering, I'm not still face tripping me. I'm, I know I'm ready to be, make sure you're ready 
because you could be the game changer that comes on and wins you the game and, and all of a sudden football changes so quickly and um, yeah. that's, how I, that's how I see it anyway and I just hope it's you know, obviously it's stood me in good stead so far. Yeah, so um, no, that's we, we've literally covered like everything today and, and Charlie, right, thank you very much. Like the the season's coming, you know, coming back on Saturday, and I wish you all the best, man. Yeah, I wish you all Thanks, the best. The, I wish you all the best for the future. I, I hope you've had fun. Hope you've had fun. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, no, no, that's that's you know, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, Thanks, especially. Yeah. You know, we watch football, we've seen you, you yeah. know, week in, week out. So to have you on here telling us some of the things, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely been a, been an experience. So, um, well, but, but yeah, you, you guys, much. no, that's all right. Wait, wait there, wait there, wait there. Um, you guys listening at home, um, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, get us with, you know, all your feedback as you, as you normally do. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Hold on. See you guys. Let me just...